Rest, recover, rise with 4-5 CBD oil. The world's first certified 0% THC CBD oil. It's not the length podcast. Welcome to a special on location edition of the pod. We are on the path down to Nazare Ben after a massive day of toe surfing competition and a kind of an emotional day at the end as well. Yeah, that's right, Polly. Yeah, we're here in Nazare. You can probably hear the crashing of 40 foot waves in the background. Yeah, the last five minutes of that of the day went went bad. Alex Patello, legend and such a nice guy. Um, yeah, we had to broadcast as he was held unconscious for a good four minutes and um, we just had a brief chat to Nico Van Rock about it and yeah he was he was dead for a minute and we had to call it live on air. It was all pretty pretty um and not that that means anything but it was a yeah unsettling sort of occasion to what was a great day really. Yeah the, the good news is that Alex Portea we got word that he's conscious, he's fine, he's asking about everyone else. Classic Porteo, he's okay. But yeah Ben you you were you were hosting with Pete. I was sitting next to Pete on the couch. I wasn't Mike's up was the worst thing that's ever happened to me in the booth since like, I've ever seen and that one point when Mel said it, it's a body and he was like, unconscious and limp I, my, I think I just went cold that was horrific and you kind of kept talking we didn't didn't seem to get a lot of direction as to whether to keep going or go to break I was kind of like thinking it would go to break and yeah. get some facts but but that was a weird weird few minutes and a, a sort of horrific few minutes there yeah it was terrifying and you're just saying a guy and, and, and I thought he was gone and then I just been kind of asked to talk about it. It felt really horrible. Um, not putting, you know, not that I went through anything tra- traumatic. But, yeah, it's just a horrible thing where you're seeing someone potentially in front of your eyes lose their life, and it's so confronting, and to try and talk about it was awful. But, anyway, we did get the news sort of quite quickly. Obviously, uh, oh, Pete Mallard didn't say a whole lot during the thing, but um, we got the news pretty quickly that Alex was all right. And so we went, went from that kind of immediate kind of just... It's just almost yeah euphoria a little bit and as as Nick Von Rupp just said um, when we could get to chat to him he you know he went from his best mate dying his best mate being alive and he you know he was, he was so relieved and so kind of thing but that's this that's what this place does to you eh? it's fucking pretty dangerous Alex Botea is all good we just had a nice cold corona down at the fort there and right now we are watching how big is this like 50 foot on the face maybe yeah. a bit bigger watching Kyle Lenny and Ian Walsh just whipping into some absolute bombs. There's, I think, two, maybe three skis out in the water. Everyone's kind of streaming off the beach. It's been a pretty massive day. Did it meet up to your, your expectations overall? Yeah, I think so. I think what I wanted to see today was a bit of um, kind of high performance. Like, the whole point of it is to see what these guys can do on massive waves. We didn't see and many tubes, did we? No tube, not a tube. I think... Chumbo kind of pulled into one. pretty close. Inadvertently, it just sort of came over him. Uh, Kyle Lanny did his shit. He was just amazing, I thought. He was doing his spins. Although, a bit controversial here, Paul. I mean, how many of those spins can you see before you go, well, yeah. is that it? I mean, is that all you got? I know it's pretty new, but yeah, he did a lot of spins. But then the stuff after his spins was, was really, really good. I thought the girls, Maya Gabira and Justin Dupont, oh, just stood up and absolutely, I don't know, got the best waves of Dave, regardless of their genitalia. Something oh. I don't often say very often, but um, they just they, they absolutely smashed it. If Justin Dupont doesn't win like biggest overall wave, I don't know what I'll do, Ben. I'll, I I will quit. I will walk out. That's it. <laughs> it's my last Nazare s- toe challenge. <laughs> I'll do something. <laughs> I'll go mad. I mean, uh, no, I mean that is that, that just shows you the depth of what Paul's feeling right now because uh, I mean the whole thing would, the whole edifice would pretty much fall apart, Paul, if you you decided to quit. 
And it's uh, been been a big day, big day on the tools and commentary. Yeah, what's been your highlights, Paul? Like, like commentary wise, where did you, you think you stood up? You playing the straight guys a bit hard, isn't it? We were the with the Joe Telpels of the big wave world. Yeah. <laughs> for a day. Yeah, I thought I, yeah, I thought I did a, re- a reasonable, yeah. reasonable job. Of, I um, yeah, did, sometimes you don't 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 do too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Corral the G Mac. Yeah. Yeah, we had G Mac in there. He dropped a he dropped a, a holy shit in the first thirty seconds of being on air. Right. Um, <laughs> obviously, Mel left me stranded. Just kind of like, yeah. Um, but now all good. There was no talk of conceiving kids, which we got last time from Garrett. So yeah, that was good. That was a good day. With you had Ian Walsh in the booth as well for some insights. I like yeah. your story about your dad that you dropped yeah. in. So it went all right. My dad. Um, Oh, there's a big wave just coming through here, peeking behind the church. I thought Team GB was kind of hoping for slightly bigger things yeah. than those two we saw. I think Butts got Butts fucked up, didn't he? He got one of the could have been the biggest bombs, and he, he fell at the top. I mean, who knows what would have happened, but he'll be kicking himself, I think. We were getting a pizza last night in town. <laughs> I full disclosure, I wanted to go for curry. Monday stood his ground, like refused. I think. Condor and Buddha were kind of up for going curry, but Monday, yeah, were, yeah. Monday was like, nah, I'm not, I can't take this shit anymore. So Monday, Monday said, no, we went for a pizza. I was thinking, okay, this is kind of on me. I, I found the pizza joint as the decision got validated because we saw some of the locals in there, but Cotton came in, picked up a takeaway. I think he went the alfungi. I think he went the mushroom, but not probably not the ideal surf food. Remember Roy Keane famously complaining that the Republic of Ireland <laughs> In the I, Japan and Korea it? World Cup, we're eating yeah. like Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. and stuff. Like, I'm not sure that's the kind of food that you that's want. I don't like, want to say it affected college performance. Just running around a pitch. Like, these guys are dodging <laughs> 50 foot mountains of water. Uh, we're watching people kind of steadily make their way up the famous <coughs> road that goes down to the cliff here. There's plenty of Portuguese, all nations really, out in support. I've had quite a lot of Brits around, loads of Americans and Aussies and loads of French as well, so all sorts down here. Big day of action. Yeah, what's on now, Paul? You, dinner and what a, happens? Dinner and a brewski. We're going to go and debrief. We're going to record the rest of the show. It's not the length podcast. Man, it was really one of the worst feelings I've ever had in my life. I grew up with Alex. We we traveled the world, you know, to to kind of we traveled the world to express the Portuguese surfing around the world, you know, and and to know that your buddy you've traveled and and had these dreams is dead. Um, it was the worst feeling of my life. I started praying like I never did before, and I don't believe in God. Um, well, I don't believe in religion, but I believe in God. I believe now. <laughs> and uh, we, I just started praying with the Brazilian dude that was next to me, and we started praying for a minute, like, please bring him, bring him back to life. And there was no sound. No one was communicating in the radio. And, you know, if, no one can, if, no, if there's no, no one talking, you know what that means. You know, the guy's dead. Um, and we started, we, started, we started praying, and all of a sudden, one minute later, he's like, okay, we hear like, oh, he's back to life or something like that, you know? And we like, Wah! we started screaming in the car, like, I don't know, it was the biggest winning experience of my life, you know? Like, uh, life of my, you know, that moment of, of, of life being, being given back to one of my friends was just so powerful, man. And I'm glad he's, I'm glad it looks like he's all right. Because we are all really passionate, I think, and we are, uh, yeah, a big, small family, and, uh, and we are all living in the oceans, and uh, I don't know, just having the same value, I think so. 
my ear I can't hear so I can only hear out of this one but then when like vibrations come close it kind of like sensitive but um yeah I have a little small hole in my eardrum so gotta let that heal and damn it I'm out for the next one I can't believe it dude and you got you got some bombs there cut those lefts solid you know I actually wanted Bigger even ones. bigger ones. It's you, you always know, want bigger. You always want bigger, and, and I know I can ride bigger, but it's just in that time frame. Like your driver is putting you in, so you got to be happy with what you get. Well, we just heard from Nick Von Rupp, from Justine Dupont, and Francisco Porcella. Monday, it's. The next day, we're back on our little rock. We're overlooking Nazare again. That's the sound you can hear in the background. It's the roar of giant surf. Monday, how, how big is it? What are we looking at today? Uh, I think it's bigger than yesterday. So whatever yesterday was, add another five, 10 foot on it. Um, it's a bit onshore, sort of real light. It's Still, kind of glassy though. It's kind of glassy, good for here. But it's big, yeah, 60 foot. Maybe in the old scale, there's some 30 footers on the sort of Hawaiian scale and faces are 60 foot plus. We go with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that, Paul. I'm happy with that. It's fucking big. We got seven skis out in the water. Kyle Lenny and Lucas Shombo are out there right now. Ian Walsh as well. And a bunch of other unknown. There's someone foiling a goofy. <laughs> and it's generally, yeah, massive Nazare. Ben, a huge day yesterday. Lots of debriefing still going on. We're just going to go through... The talking points, the top 10 talking points, as we see a massive set coming <laughs> on the second peak. That thing is huge. It seems a lot thicker and more kind of big triangles today. Yeah, bigger period for sure. It's it's just, I mean, for the listener out there, just try to describe it, it's hard, but there's these 30-foot, you know, Hawaiian-sized waves just marching in and sort of closing out, but in peak form. And they're all out there just trying to nab these giant TPs. It's pretty crazy. We just wandered down for the check with, with our co-commentator, Pete Mel, who expressed his sort of general disinterest <laughs> these days. Riding massive waves, I think he summed it up for all of us when he said the sort of risk-reward at Nazare, it's, you know, it's a really good chance of getting into trouble and he's leaving it alone. And yeah, we'll, we'll probably go along with that, Pete. We're with you there. Yeah. But, um, okay, Manny, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, it's been cool event we were on the broadcast it's all sort of said and done there's a little bit of buzz going out on various news channels and a bit of a social media shitstorm as well obviously obvs yep thrown in for good measure let's talk first of all about the best wave for a male it's our first talking point it's Kyleni and his big right hand are you happy with that decision um yeah I thought I had a bit of a sort of soft spot for Justine Dupont massive left hander I think that was maybe the biggest one of the days, but I think they may have given it to Kai just for his general sort of performance over the course of the day because he was far and away the sort of most dynamic and interesting and entertaining sort of surf of the day. So I'll go with it, but with a few reservations. Yeah, you're not you're not just being woke there. That was Justin legitimately her left look, maybe look big. I guess the angle is a bit different. We only had that drone angle on a couple of ways, but. Yeah, we'll give him that. That was a certain degree of inevitability mm. um, about him taking that out. I wonder if it's interesting to big wave events. Does the favourite win maybe more often statistically than in general surf events? I'd 
I'd probably say maybe yeah. Think about Billy Camper winning back to back to back events at Jaws. Yeah, I think there's a much smaller sort of uh, population to draw from for those events, especially at those waves where you know those guys know it inside out. There's only four or five guys that always get the best waves. Don't often get a William Cardoso winning in Bali, kind of equivalent on the big wave tour or or at big wave speciality events. Um, Kyle Lenny's performance was good. He's got those little. Little spinners. We're going to come on to them. Oh, we're going to come on to yeah, them later. That's our I want third, to talk about those. That's Good our call. third point. Okay, yeah. cool. Everyone split the prize money, Ben. Are you into that? Or do you think he should have just taken it all himself and said, you guys are all poor and I'm loaded? <laughs> well, yeah. When this particular case thing is, he's the, probably the wealthiest surfer in the field. I think, um, yeah, I think it was a good idea they all split the money. I think it had a kind of that general vibe about it, to be honest. I think we were at the awards night last night and there was a pretty inclusive kind of you know general vibe everyone's in it together so yeah splitting the money made sense all right highlight number two justine dupont best wave for a woman of course just two athletes in that women's division justine and maya and dupont ended up getting it and you've been particularly impressed monday with with justine's overall vibe yeah i love her vibe uh when she at one stage in the broadcast, we sort of, it was halfway through the day, we were a little bit worried about the fog and whether the conditions were right. And we went to, um, we cut to her doing an interview with our, our mate Binzi and she was just so positive and so amped up. It really lifted, I think, the whole event. And then she obviously just charged. I think she made all the waves. She got, I think, one of the biggest waves of the day. And then at, at her acceptance speech, she was so, um, so gracious. She was really, gave some props to Maya Gabera, who, those two, that two females that have been pushing the, the boundaries the most and she was just really on point she was inclusive she was good to Maya she was positive I just I really felt the got the DuPont vibes happening I was, I was stoked for her and the crowd was going mad there was a real sense that she'd earned that one yeah the obvious thing for sort of commentators and maybe the sort of lazy thing is to think there's some sort of like rivalry between her and mine they want to like you know it's just so sort of predictable thing to try and build up but it doesn't certainly from just it doesn't seem like that at all she was saying she's going to win this tomorrow by getting the best wave and it's just going to carry on like that and yeah vibe was excellent I thought she summed it up really well and, and it's a shame in a way that they were men and women's category on the one hand I think it was a really good chat for just best overall wave and performance for the whole day I think Justine for me was the kind of the surfer with that just overall performance I think it was her regardless, yeah. of, regardless of gender yeah I think that those two performances made that the division kind of irrelevant which is the whole point so yeah fair play to the both of them number three to talk about which we sort of brushed on before is uh, Kyle Lenny's performance again but he's got that point of difference and one of his major point of difference is those uh, aerial 360s or little spins he does um, usually oh, hang on Matt Mundy look at this thing that's a fucking massive triangle on the first peak look at the right look at the right it's like a, that's a 60 foot barrel yeah, it's breaking further out from the lighthouse there. It looks more like that classic Nazare shot where you got the triangle with the lighthouse just on the shoulder, above the shoulder of the, of the right-hander. Yeah. It looks mental out there. This could be a new format, actually, just people describing big ways <laughs> on audio. I mean, everyone's going crazy about video. I think we might have discovered the future here, Monday. Yeah, yeah. Just live audio commentary on big waves. Excuse me, I got the hiccups on big waves. <laughs> might be the go. Um, a couple of lasses here drinking... They got uh, pints and plastic pint glasses. Oh, sorry, one's a dude along. <laughs> sorry, one's a dude with a ponytail. But there's a couple here getting the beers on. It's what is it? Eleven local time in the yeah, a.m. Yeah, it's eleven o'clock on a 
Wednesday morning, so that's like two hours past the Portuguese beer time, uh, and they're enjoying it. Yeah, a lot of people enjoying the show here. What an epic place to watch surfing from. Right, let's crack on. We're talking about Kyle Lenny's spins. I think Jamie Brizick, uh, scholar, author, filmmaker, general sort of surf savant. Um, we were hanging a little bit with Jamie last night. How did he describe <laughs> Uh, he hasn't actually given us permission to use it. That's but he's, fine. He he's, he's, yeah, he's not really a permission kind nah, of guy. Yeah, he doesn't. He just goes with the flow. He said, "Yeah, I, I said those spins. Can we talk about those spins? I think they might be a little bit sort of has a set overdone. On, set on the big mama peak. Look at this thing coming in. Or I could talk and you can just describe the waves. Yeah. Or yeah, how do yeah. you want to do well, this keep, fucking just, podcast? Keep going. Keep going. Um, yeah, he described it as a dancing seal type mm. of, type of thing, which which I did laugh at. I mean. They are critical. He's doing them on a 50, 60 foot wave. Fair play. But I just think, I don't know. You know, that's it. And once you see it once, the more he does it, the sort of easier it looks and you kind of get a bit sort of, it gets a bit blase. We quite like to make our quite tenuous comparisons with association football here. But you know, like if you, if in training and like your skilled player is like nutmegging people, normally like this, his own captain will come over and just punch him in the face. It's considered like really out of order. You're not really allowed to nutmeg people, like kick it through their legs. A fellow professional is considered a diss. It's yeah. sort of that code of honour, isn't it, yeah. where your skilled players don't, don't, they don't do it to their own teammates in training or even in a match. Like, yeah. it's, it's considered like, no, you could maybe headbutt someone or elbow them or rearrange their nose, but kicking the ball between their legs is yeah. considered. Oh. Is there a little bit of that with Lenny? Do you think, is he taking the piss a little bit? Yeah, you can come in with two studs raised and break an ankle, but showboating <laughs> is, uh, is off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's we're sort of nitpicking here and being a little bit uh, disingenuous, but yeah, I don't know. Those, those, those flips, those spins, great, first time. And it's new, but after a while, I think he's got a he's got a. On his like seventh or eighth wave, when you kind of know what's coming, the sort of top hop, 360, and a massive left is detonating out in front of the lighthouse here at Nazare. That's a solid 50, 60 footer. You guys will probably be watching images of these online. I'm sure there's going to be XXL nominations today. It is massive out there Monday. The obvious sort of thought at this stage is they cooked it, mate. We did the event the wrong day. Yeah. Why am I running today? It's twice as big. <laughs> um, but I would say running that event in today, well, that's the whole point, isn't it? It'd be quite hard to manage, I'd imagine. Um, but anyway, such such is life. Yeah, so spins, uh, you tell us, viewers, our listeners, you like them. You into, you, into, you into the Dancing Seal approach or not? Moving on quickly to uh, talking point four is uh, the team, sort of touching on the same subject a little bit, but yeah, the team Young Bulls, Lucas Chanka and Kyle Lenny. What do you got to say about them, Paul? Well, they were the buzz coming in, weren't they? They were the kind of hot, hot favourites. They're the ones who, are, by their own kind of proclamations, are sort of taking it to another level. I think toe surfing traditionally has always been essentially either finding a, a giant barrel if it's, if it's at Chopes on a massive day or getting the tallest possible wave. It's been, it's been like photo or video of someone standing next to massive wave and that's towing. They're trying to do something a bit different, introducing, well, in Ch- Chumbo's case, kind of floaters and but hacks off the top calves and, and the spins we talked about. Um, they were worthy, definitely in contention for the best team, I think. You know, the comment, as commentary, us, Mel included. Not sure about Bins and Buddha, what they thought, but I think we were kind of Probably pulling towards Mayer and Sebastian Stutner for best team. They were really impressive. Yeah, they were just the problem with them was that they were just so solid. They were so calculating. They didn't make any mistakes. 
they got so many good waves they got some absolute bombs rode them all really well I thought for me they they were the, the best performers of the day for me uh, the young bulls had the wow factor I think uh, Sebastian Meyer had the general big wave kind of factor and uh, I, th- I thought that may have been rewarded I thought he was impressive in every sort of aspect as well at the awards ceremony last night he Every team went up. Obviously, Team Portugal, Hugo and Alex Patea weren't here. Um, and Seb had just talked to just talked to Alex and he came up and did the statement. He just his whole approach, he seems so professional and polished. He's like the opposite of like a kind of a crazy sort of stunt man, isn't he? He's just so sort of measured in everything he does. But he surfed really well. I was really impressed with, with the way he was surfing. Yeah, me too. But I will just do one little caveat. He did make a few comments, one last night and also on the boat yesterday, about how he was worried that this type of event is going to bring more crowds to Nazare um, and more skis and it's going to make, make it hard to deal with. The problem with that is no one's actively marketed Nazare more than him. So he's kind of like, you know what I mean? He's complaining about the crowds, but I mean, he's one of the main guys. But anyway, apart from that, that little point, he was uh, super, super impressive. That's, yeah, that's Tom Lowe down there. That's Tom Lowe with Owen Tozer. Just cruising on the footpath. Looks like we've got a few big wave lords chat. around. Yeah, let's have a look. There's hope of some paddle sessions. Originally today was supposed to be a paddle dab. Okay, well, our next talking point, number five. A little bit of a social media shit storm going down yesterday. Um, we had Ian Walsh in the booth a little bit. He was sort of kind of pointed this out for, via his insta. So Makura Rothman asked a pretty valid question by his insta and kind of you know, he was asking for comments. He was actively wanting people to get involved. He said, how come there's no Hawaii or USA team? Mandy, your thoughts on the absence of the Star Spangled Banner or the flag of the 50th state, Hawaii? Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Um, I think the invitation list was generally given to guys who have dedicated themselves um, to Nazare. Uh, so people have put in the time. Um, and, and that's fair enough. But, but then I think they made a bit of a mistake when they decided to then label them under under nations um and so you know you had team gb you had a, a europe team you had a team world uh it just made the sort of um the fact that hawaii or american wasn't there it made it stand out even more um yeah so i, I kind of get it from that point but all those hawaiian guys they might be the best big wave service in the world fair play but they haven't actually um yeah spent their time here at nazareth haven't you know for whatever reason haven't dedicated themselves to the wave so I think their absence in that thing is, is justified, but I, I don't know if I need to call them countries. They could have just called them the team names, I think maybe. You, that the issue when you when you have a country, it sounds like there's been some sort of selection process and there's been an official qualifying, and especially when it's a World Surf League event, it sounds like this is the official sort of geographic regions being represented, or in this case, not represented. And did we did we miss anyone that was sort of what we would have loved to have seen surfing out there from Hawaii or USA? Is there any like real glaring emissions or people that would you know? conspicuously sort of would have surfed better it comes to mind I don't no one's really springing to my mind no I mean I think obviously we had I mean you had Hawaii was represented by Kai Lenny so there's one person there um, I mean that's what they could have done they could have just called it that team Hawaii with Chumbo and it kind of you know that would have stopped the whole thing but yeah no one is a big missus yeah who's the best host servers out there I mean while she was here he's probably up there with, with the best of them but no I, I you know I think it was fair call to be honest um, let's talk our next talking point a few incidents 
three kind of notable ones. One horrific one, two, you know, relatively innocuous, but still at the time would have, would have been unpleasant. First one, Eric Ribier got a bit of a pasting. We chatted to him afterwards. Um, he was basically breathless back on the beach, had to get some oxygen. He said he hasn't surfed, he's been driving for a while. He also didn't think they should have had, he thought there were too many boats out there with the, with the third sort of tier of safety boats, thought it was a bit too much. Yeah, his approach was just to, if everyone, as they do in a normal free surf, just have a safety team that's dedicated to themselves, uh, rather than sort of having more random like teams that come in and just help out when they can, that, that might help. Um, he may have a point. His other point was, you know, some of the best drivers were surfing. So, for example, he's one of the best drivers out here, but the format meant that he had to catch some waves, which meant that Sancho, uh, who was his partner, had to pick him up. And as you pointed out, he has actually got a driver's license, let alone a, you know, he can drive a ski, but he's not, you know, he's not, he hasn't been training here. And so, yeah, that was one of his points. He also had a very nice dinner jacket on. I thought he was probably the best dressed last night at the awards night, and I did, that didn't get actually get a, an official award, but I'd like to hand that, that sort of smart casual award. To, uh, to Eric, the um, legend. Then we had one of your new favourite surfers that we heard from at the top of the show, Francisco Pochala, one half of Team Europe, along with Von Rapp. He perforated an eardrum, which is a nasty injury. I've done that. I've done that. In the surf? Yeah, I've Horrible. done Horrible. Same. I did it at Lenore. Really nasty. I took I took a sickie from my job and surfed Canal Point and did it, and then I had to lie about how I perforated my eardrum. Um, yep. Yeah. So anyway, he's all fine. He's actually just walked up the path with... Uh, his life partner. Yeah, I like he's one of your favourite surfer. He's really funny. He, got, he had good stories. So he, he had a good story about being on the Italian Strictly come dancing, getting to the final. Mate, had a wetsuit made out of neoprene. No, I had a suit for the dance made out of neoprene. Handsome guy, funny guy. I liked him. He's my new, he's my new sort of go-to favourite big wave surfer at the moment. And then, of course, our incident that we were kind of talking about at the top of the show, but the Alex Botteo thing. Still getting word that Hugo... So basically, Hugo... Went home from hospital last night, didn't stay overnight. Alex still in the hospital, seems to be doing okay on the men. Does, does have water in the lungs, but we don't have any further update. He, he's going to be fine, essentially. He's going to be absolutely fine. Um, but, yeah, what a, what a horrific incident, Monday. And I, yeah, you know, I think lessons, broke it. Oh, sorry lessons, to interrupt. lessons probably need to be and will be learned from what went down yesterday. Yeah, Peter Mel, it just broke it down. He analysed the footage again. I was in the booth with Peter when it was going on, and he was pretty rattled. As we all were, but he's yeah he he's had a look at it again. If you see the footage, they basically yeah both go up to 15 foot in the air, and it looks like Alex comes down and pretty much bangs his head onto the onto the jet ski. Um, we had Nicola saying that he was he was kind of dead for a minute. It was it was a minute that they had no pulse on the, on beach. the beach, but yeah. it's presumably his heart stopped when he impacted, in which case it was four minutes, according to Pete. So full four minutes, he was gone, which is, I think, about the limit. Your brain, after about three minutes, you, you run into the risk of, ended up with chances of brain damage from lack of oxygen over the three minute mark. You get into that zone. So I think we we don't really know too many, we're just speculating, but I think we could say he's very, very lucky to still be alive. Yeah, I mean, he could have he could have died from the impact of the jet ski, to be honest. And then he obviously got knocked unconscious and then went over the falls. So when you see the jet ski go over the falls in the footage, he also goes over the falls unconscious. And then it's another four minutes before they, before they get him in. So yeah, just a radical, radical thing. Um, yeah, we need to. Yeah, we're gonna need to learn for lessons from that. What's the protocol? How we, how we process it? How we do the safety? But anyway, he's yeah. I mean, 
I, and I tell you what, like, even now, like watching this surf, it's ad- it adds a layer of like, I kind of like way more, got so much more respect when you see that, how dangerous it is, and when you see someone almost die. The next sort of topic we want to chat about is uh, what, your countrymen, Team GB. Hello, so yours, Ben? Uh, yeah, I've got a UK passport, that's true. They're proud Britain, aren't you? Um, You're really uh, proud Britain. Well, you've taken back control, yeah, haven't you? I really have, yeah. Yeah, Team GB, Tom, uh, Tom Butler and, and, and Cody. How, how do you think they went, Paul? I was hoping from their point of view they would sort of get a bit more done. There was always a bit of a random nature. Everyone surfed three times. They didn't have their, like, for the amount of experience they've got, they're probably as, if, if they're not the most experienced out here, they're, they're definitely as experienced as anybody else. I was just hoping they would get a few more bombs, get in contention. I thought they would be, they were kind of a, one of the kind of favourites, you know, from that next kind of pack, apart from Kai and Chumbo. Um, but yeah, I just wanted them to do really well. I mean, Cotty was sort of polished and understated as ever, and sort of states was like, Tommy Butts is classic, wasn't he? He was funny with his little speech. Um, but I was just hoping for a bit more from him. We can't, we shouldn't sort of understate his role in this place and having this having this event, you know, Garrett got that massive wave back here whenever it was, and I think Cotty was one of the first next people to come and commit and sort of live here just to get this wave massive. Yeah, for sure, he, you know, he was absolutely integral to the to this whole place, and and yeah, he's been through the wars, he's broke his back out here, and he's, you know, he's had to fight just to, to maintain the lifestyle so he could commit to this place. Yeah, he did well. Tommy Barty had one really good wave that he fell off on. I had chatted to him last night and he was like, yeah, he said he just, his eyes lit up and he, he skipped over one bit and he was about to just launch and he just fell at the top of a, or could have been like a, one of the better waves of the day. So he was a bit upset about that, but he was just happy to, he's got his wife's pregnant and going back to the UK today and he was happy that he got out unscathed and got a few bombs. But yeah, a bit of a shame they didn't really get the ones that they're capable of. Uh, last night at the awards night, all the servers got to uh, get up and say a quick few words and Tom used um, his time on the on the mic to just basically give a shout out to the to Maya and Justine and just give them a props for how much those two girls have pushed the sport and how stoked he was for them. So yeah, that was a nice. I thought it was a nice touch from from Butts just to get up there and use his own sort of platform to to give some props to the chicks. Okay, and another talking point is the general sort of. Uh, how the comp was run and you know how the awards were nominated we well, got a well, well toughly big wave division which well, is basically Bill Sharp <laughs> uh, Gary Linden as well it's two of them we had uh, a peek behind the curtain didn't we Paul sort of how it all how it all works fun facts uh, Gary Linden is 70 which is the same age as, as my mum I'm actually mm. flying up to Gatwick tonight for my mum's 70th celebrations happy in Sussex happy birthday Linda happy birthday Linda Valerie Evans for, for Thursday um, and Bill Sharp who for people, if you're picturing him, you might have seen him in various broadcasts. Our, our co-commentator, Ty Buddha-Graham, um, put it quite well. He said, he looks like Strider's dad. <laughs> so, which got kind of, you know, warm chuckles. Um, so think Strider with even more sun damage and sort of, you know, a couple more decades of late nights. That's sharp. Yeah, and just joined a sort of EMO band. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, there's just two of them, basically. There's no judging panel here. Um, they were essentially kind of, you know, deciding careers and the fate of people and lives, and there's some big decisions to be made on their hands, Ben. Yeah, they do. So the way it sort of generally works, they they had one sort of spotter almost to a judge just to not. Shao Meyer, Portuguese, Portuguese judge from the World Surf just League, just like rank the ways what he thought just as a way of keeping a log, and then they 
got all the best waves uh, of the day. They packaged them together uh, and then they showed them on the big screen and then the surfers themselves came up and judged uh, each individual award. Now, now, we're not, I mean, there's no controversy here. I mean, you might think, were those awards nominated before those surfers made their things or, or who knows? But, Are you um, suggesting that when we went in, we were kind of GMAC kind of corralled us <laughs> as we were trying to leave? And GMAC was I like, I feel a little biffed hey, my dad. <laughs> GMAC was like, hey guys, guys, they need a little, they need a little help picking the bit. Could you, could you guys jump in? And we're like, oh, oh. and we got corralled into this little box with Sharp and Lyndon and the highlights guy, Gil. And yeah, well, did we see a piece of paper that said like first place Kyle Lenny? It's almost <laughs> if it had already, already been decided, Ben. Or am I just being. No, nah, I think that was just written down as one of the highlight, right. highlights of the waves. So, yeah, the, the, I think the, it was just, you know, when you're doodling when you're on the phone, I think maybe like Bill was on a call and he just wrote down men's winner number one before he'd been through any footage. Kyle Lenny, did that happen? Uh, we yeah, couldn't possibly. Yeah, we couldn't possibly say. I shouldn't, I really shouldn't. But the. If. In a well-executed plan, and when the uh, if the surfers do judge, having seen the footage, I mean, it's is it foolproof? I mean, it means that the surfers themselves can't, you know, complain. But anyway, it's a new sort of theory. It's a new way of doing things. And um, yeah, Gary and Bill have basically created this, um, and fucking fair play to them. They've made it happen. Uh, next talking point, penultimate talking point. It's about the overall vibe from the spectators, from the crowd down here, and the general just sort of, yeah, that sort of atmos that it's quite easy to capture when you go to a stadium and whether the crowd's angry or the crowd's bipartisan or whatever it might be. You get a little bit of that here as well, just for the way this thing's set up. Um, certainly, obviously, with the Alex Pateo incident, um, there's a lot of people on on radios and stuff, so that was, that was kind of a little bit of a melodrama playing out, wasn't it? But just aside from that, I didn't think it was as anything like as scary as the first paddle event that went down here four years ago, um, the day when, when Damien Hopkins got injured off the ski, when, when Tommy Butler had his injury. It was frightening yesterday, but it didn't feel that I, that. I was waiting for someone to get really hurt. This one, someone did, but it came as a surprise. That, that day, I thought, was seemed a lot more kind of worrying just sort of watching it from up here. Yeah, I think on that paddle day... It was just on that upper end, end of and what's possible. they were getting possible. them on the head, weren't they? They were getting caught inside. Get, yeah, they were getting caught inside. And every time they caught a wave, it was just dangerous by nature of paddling into a 25-foot TP. And they were really hammering it till they weren't holding back. Every single wave was attempted. So, yeah, I know what you mean. It had that constant sort of worry that each wave could be potentially super dangerous. Whereas yesterday, you thought, well, until the end... You thought it was all completely in hand. The safety teams, the drivers, everything seemed pretty, pretty sort of, you know, unchaotic. My other t- t- takeaway from the crowd was I was really amazed by how many Brits there are here. I don't know if you walked around and noticed there were absolutely loads of pommies, mate. Fucking pommy cats, mate. <laughs> loads you, of them. I tell you what, the crowd do. The crowd love. They love a big wave. One, they love a flyaway pullout. You know, they, and they love a good pickup. A good jet. A jet ski pickup will get a bigger cheer. Than like a, a barrel. I tell you what else they love: a t-shirt <laughs> sold from a van with a kind of basic grammatical error, like Nazare big surfing of waves, <laughs> like written across the chest for a bargain, fifteen euros. They yeah. were sounding like hotcakes. Surf Canyon big, <laughs> uh, and they do like a, a little um, V-Dub camper van model. 
with Nazare Canyon on the back too. As a viewing experience for people that haven't been or might not have been, this is you know, a place that's pretty accessible for a lot of our audience, I'm guessing. If you compare this with Wyomere when the Eddie's on or the Pipe Masters when that's on. Uh, way better. Uh, this is, the, I can't think of a better real viewing experience for, for any event really in surfing. I think France, maybe when it's in the Shorey, you get because all the crowd are kind of together here everyone's a bit more spread out yeah you know in some regards pipe i guess but even with pipe they're quite a long way out there, there is no real comparison with coming here and watching from the fort watching from along the cliffs no nah, there's nothing quite like it. and the reason for that is even like when they're not catching waves the waves themselves are just you, you just they're mesmerizing they're so big and they're so powerful and they're right in front of you so you can just stare at it all day and just kind of just be in awe of the of the ocean and then when someone catches a massive wave when you see the shadow that's when the crowd goes massive like when the wave blocks out the sun and the, the surfer goes in the shadow um the crowd goes wild it's it's fuck just get here guys it's a brilliant place to come but if you do come on the train like i did and save the planet hashtag thumberg um okay we're gonna wrap this up soon mandy our last talk about is toe surfing in general so we're gonna sort of reflect on obviously yesterday what we're looking at right now, we're just in general, toe surfing, is it, first question, is it the future, Monday? Is toe surfing, big ways, the future? It's... We'd all thought it'd run its race until quite yeah, recently, really and it's come did. back, it's it's come back big time. Um, I think sort of Kyle Lenny's just one-man band has sort of put it back. Um, I mean, for Nazare, obviously, it's, I mean, this is the place, this is the place to do it. But, um... I think it's definitely coming back and I think Kyle Lenny's I think the high performance aspect of it which was always talked about but never actually put in practice that's starting to happen we heard Twig Baker yesterday say that you know I've just I forgot how good it is to just go at that max speed on a massive wave he's fallen back in love with it we heard sat with uh, Ian Walsh last night and he said that you know after getting a few of these bombs at Nazare it is like it's like nothing else, he, and he was stoked on it. So if those guys are, you know, the real paddle aficionados are getting into it, I think we might as well, Paul. Mm. I might just be a toe surf sort of commentator. I might have found my niche finally. Moved on from the QS 1500s, gone straight to the toe surfing realm. How do you rate our chances of being back here next year? Solid. Yeah, I was amazing in the booth, I thought. Did you do oh, it? I mean the, the whole event or me? Yeah, the whole event. Yeah, we're coming back for sure. Well, I, I, I meant us by the surfing family rather than you you or I in particular. But Yeah, I think we're coming back. I think it was a success. I think uh, it proved what, what the event could be and I think it could be bigger and better. I think it'd be even more a spectacle. So yeah, I reckon we'll be back. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us. Uh, send us a tweet at Wavelength Mag. You can send us a DM at Wavelength Surf Mag on Instagram or send us a Facebook message. Drop us an email, editor at wavelengthmag.com. I think we're giving away a Chili's drinks bottle for the best correspondence each episode, which is, you know, that's good to have Monday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's great to have. Just write a witty one line and we get a drink bottle. Get in touch with us. Next show will be out in around about a month's time. So coming out in early March. I'm Paul Evans saying from Nazare, watching giant 60 foot waves go down. I'm saying enjoy yourselves. It's later than you think. And he's Ben Mundy, as ever, reminding you to get a dog up, yes. It's not the length podcast.